Hello and welcome to the Fresh Thoughts Podcast. I'm John Maver and with me today is Zachary Chastain. Hey John, how's it going? Our guest today is Keenan Irwin, marketing and social media guy at Saddleback Leather Company. Hey John. Today we'll be talking to Keenan as a follow-up to our deep dive into Saddleback Leather and learn his tips for running a successful content marketing program. Let's get this thing started. So today we're here with Keenan Irwin, and he's a member of Saddleback Leather's digital marketing team. Uh, thanks for joining us today on the Fresh Thoughts podcast, Keenan. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. It's going to be fun. Would you like to hey. start off by telling us a bit about what you do at Saddleback? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I do a lot of the... Um, the, the social stuff over there, um, <laughs> content marketing, that kind of stuff. Um, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, kind of running all that. I have some people helping me out too. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of doing that side of things, uh, for Saddleback and then just general marketing as well. Uh, general planning for product releases, uh, brainstorming that kind of stuff as well. Cool. So you guys kind of have a team that handles everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. And, and there are a few of us. Um, we even have an ad, like a, a social ads guy and he has kind of his own subset as well. Um, so we're, I would say in terms of social teams for the size of company we are, we're probably pretty sizable uh, in comparison. That's great. So having been exposed to Saddleback's content marketing for a few years now, uh, it feels like the culture at Saddleback is really supportive of what you guys are doing. I noticed like the founder, Dave Munson, he always seems to have been really heavily involved in producing content. It feels like he almost mm-hmm. doubles as like a spokesman with all of the mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. content you guys have produced. Is it something that he started on his own and then grew with a team or did someone else within the company help steer things towards creating more content? Well, um, you know, Saddleback had a really strong following on Facebook um, before there was a content team. Um, and, and when I say relative, I, I suppose I mean that the amount of engagement um, Saddleback was seeing was disproportionate to the amount uh, that Saddleback was putting in. Um, so, but then again, it was, you know, it was pre-October 2013, mm-hmm. so you didn't have to pay for reach um, right. to reach your fans on Facebook. Um, but Dave did really well. Um, he would post a photo or a question and and get, I mean, hundreds of inter- interactions. Um, so, of course, the other thing I ought to be mentioned is that people like the feeling of being connected to someone uh, they admire. And, and Dave's kind of a cool guy. Uh, so he has that going for him. <laughs> that really helps. And, and he doesn't, you know, he's one of those CEOs that doesn't mind being the face of the company and doesn't mind interacting with people. Um, in fact, he enjoys it, uh, which I'm, I'm sure you can tell if, if you go check out the page. Um but, but Dave hired a guy uh, named John Bergquist uh, about mid-2013, um, and he was hired on as the relationship guy. Uh, really like John. He's a cool guy. Uh, you can check him out on Twitter. He's John Flurry, um, if you want to go read about him. But, um, yeah, so he was just kind of brought on to oversee what we were doing in PR um, and, and content marketing ads email, um, and just kind of overall marketing strategy. Um, 
and they also came in to just fill in the gaps on on Facebook um, and and build communities on other social channels. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, kind of the big four. Um, we we had a following on Twitter. We weren't really doing anything with it, and then Instagram uh, and Pinterest those those accounts didn't exist. Um, so John snatched me up out of customer service. Uh, that's what I was doing at the time, <clears throat> and. Um, to just kind of take on the day-to-day of content creation and engagement and overall community management. That's really cool. Yeah. You mentioned like the strategy. What would you say is most important to Saddleback like as a team and also to the company overall when it comes to your your content marketing and your social media interactions? What's that ultimate goal that you're trying to reach? Um, you know, I would say attention, um, attention is, is if I was going to boil it down to one word. Um, so, so we're big fans of, of Gary Vaynerchuk over here. Um, and it it was kind of required reading, um, (laughs) for everybody on the team, um, jab, 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 right hook, um, was a big one for us as well, um, and crush it. And so, um, and Gary V is really big on attention, especially late lately, you know, uh, so, so follower count, um, audience growth is, is something we report on, um, but only as a metric to give us a general, general idea of how many people are paying attention, how many are. And so, um, we're really big on engagement. So the important question is not how many impressions did we get? Because every network defines impressions as it showed up on their screen for right. at least a tenth of a second, right? Who, who knows how fast they they scrolled past it? But at some point, it was on there, mm-hmm. um, which, which isn't particularly valuable to us. Um, and it's the same with TV commercials. You know, you get a hundred million impressions on a commercial at the Super Bowl, but how many people watched it? Right. Um, you know, actually paid attention, and so. What we wanted to know um, is of the people who saw this post, how many actually stopped scrolling um, to give our post any level of attention? So did they like, did they comment, did they share? Uh, and not only those, but but did they click anywhere on the post? Did they expand the photo? Did they click the link? Um, and I think Facebook Facebook calls it consumptions, I believe. Um, and so that's what we're that's what we're really measuring is, um, of the content that we're putting out there and the amount of impressions we're getting, how many people that are seeing it are actually consuming that and how many people are just ignoring it. Yeah, that's a great thing to focus on. I've always loved the uh, seeing what the ratio of impressions to engagement is. I feel like it's a really useful metric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed that Saddleback puts a lot of effort into engaging with customers on social, and you don't see brands that respond to every post and comment anymore, especially as communities have gotten bigger online over the last few years. And mm-hmm. uh, so it seems like what, what would you say keeps the team so committed to responding to everyone and not just the people who have a question or a problem like another like a lot of other brands do? Um, you know, I think, um, there's something to, to be said about, um, I heard somebody talk about, uh, the broken window kind of analogy. And so you see a house with a broken window and nobody mends it. Um, and so 
it's not long before other people break windows <laughs> and it's got graffiti on it. And, um, and so when you have a social media channel that is kind of just left out there, uh, and not really kept, um, what you can get is a lot of, I mean, you just kind of get a lot of negative feedback building up. Um, and you also have the consequence of anything positive that might come your way, you're either going to miss it um, or it's just not even going to show up um, because I've, I don't know if you've had this experience. You go to a page uh, to share something. Hey, I really love my new jacket. And you're looking at other people's posts and you realize, okay, this guy posted six weeks ago, weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> there's nothing, nobody said anything back to him. Nobody liked his comment. And so um, one question I would ask is, like, are you going to take the time um, to snap a photo and take a message uh, on your phone? Like, if they're gonna if they're gonna pull their phone out and 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 take a picture, or if they're gonna take time out of their day to leave a a, a question or or a comment about your brand, um, it, it's worth it. Uh, to reach out to them and, uh, and engage with them a little bit. Like they've taken that time out. Um, so we should take the time too. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think too, it's just not just, I mean, brand awareness is, uh, is important. Um, but, but also just brand sentiment. And so, uh, we, we have these different communities. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, uh, particularly Instagram is really, really engaged. Um, and what, what we can build there is, it's just sort of a, um, a positive sentiment, um, where, you know, people are engaging with us. Um, but they're also chatting with their friends about what we're doing. They're at mentioning their friends, uh, when we're posting stuff, cause they think it's great content. Um, and that just kind of creates a word of mouth, uh, environment too. That's, that isn't social media. That's, that's just social, uh, right. Uh, that can be really, uh, really great for us and really great for the brand. Yeah. I have noticed a lot of times when I go to pages and they don't respond to anyone, I feel like that, um, you know, like what's the point of posting if no one's gonna, you know, speak with you. And I, I think I'm painfully aware of when people do that. Do you guys see like a lot of people who are respond, who are like really surprised when you respond? Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, well, maybe not surprised. Um, I think we've built a reputation. Um, if I could, if I could be so bold, um, that, that we do just respond and people expect us to, mm-hmm. um, but we get a lot of people thanking us for it. Like, wow, I didn't expect you to, to get back to me on that so quick. That's, that's really nice. And, and I think that the biggest thing, um, and what I tell, um, the, the, the guys that are engaging for us on these channels, um, so Sid is one of them and, and you'll see him engaging on there. Uh, and one thing I've, I've told him and others is, you know, for every one person who's willing to take the time out of their day to ask a question or comment, there are hundreds and hundreds of lurkers <laughs> with the same question. Um, they're this silent mass of people, um, and they're paying attention. They can read the timestamp that says someone asked a question about where to buy six days ago and you haven't replied. Um, 
So reply with a link, answer their question about the size of the color. It's not about that. It's, it really is not about that one person only. Although, you know, want to respect that one person. That's really great. Get their question answered. But there's hundreds of people that that are wondering the same thing and they're watching to see if you're going to respond or not. Mm, smart. So um, did you did you do anything whenever you started to hit a critical mass where people started communicating with with each other has it always kind of been that way where uh you have like a really strong community on your uh social media channels uh no i mean it hasn't hasn't always been that way um particularly on on twitter it was kind of just we launched that thing um years before i came on and then it was just kind of sitting there and so that's something that's had to be you know had to be built up again um but yeah, as, as we've gotten bigger, uh, rather than because the t- temptation, right, is to go, OK, well, we can't answer everything. We need to just cut back because we only have one social media guy. Um, and what we've done instead is is just expanded the department um, because we realize the value of, you know, somebody saying, hey, where can I get that bag? Here's a link. Um, and then, you know, you put a bitly on there and you can see. 20 or 30 people clicked on it within mm-hmm. the span of an hour. Um, so yes, you know, uh, we're kind of looping back around here. I kind of already said this, but you answer one person's question and you got a lot of, you got a lot of reward um, out of that one action and it right. takes 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth it. Do you guys do a lot of uh, campaigns and do you have like a favorite campaign that you've worked on? Um, yeah, you know, um, there are a lot, quite a few, I actually have quite a few favorites. Um, but one of the more recent ones, uh, that was a lot of fun was called the, the take my crappy wallet giveaway. Um, (laughs) and so to enter people had to post a photo, um, on Twitter or Instagram, um, or Facebook of their crappy Velcro, genuine leather, just kind of coming apart at the seams wallet um, and use the hashtag take my crappy wallet. Um, and so, so some of our favorites got to swap their, their crappy wallet for one of ours. Um, and then, you know, people were getting really into it, you know, like, please take my crappy wallet, Dave. <laughs> um, so it was really fun. Um, but we also we also saw about 300 entries. Um, and, and since they had to be new entries, you couldn't just throw the hashtag, you know, on an old post that you put up on Instagram three months ago. It had to be a new post. Um, and so there were 300 entries that all got shared to, you know, so that was 300 different um, network, you know, so my network of people, your network of followers, you know. Um, so it was it was really, really good. And so I could spike in, in follower count and, uh, and get it was it was a fun one to do. Um, and the other the other thing we did was, you know, it was a little bit complicated explaining to people how how to enter, how the how the swap was going to work, what the prizes were. Um, and so um, we we actually put all that information on the website and got them to click through the landing page, um, which also, you know, I've, I've got our web guy going what or uh, not our web guy, but our, our sales guy going, what happened on that day? 
nobody can figure <laughs> out what happened. <laughs> Why do we sell so much stuff that day? Uh, and it was it was because of the the contest. Everybody coming to see. So we're saying we're giving out leather. You have to click here to see. Um, and yeah, turned out really well. It's a fun one. Do That's these awesome. campaigns, do they tend to be U.S. only or do you kind of open them up to the world? No, this one we opened up uh, and most of them we do. Um, of course, with this one, there was there was the risk of, of course, having people that wouldn't be able to send their wallets in um, because they're on the other side of the, the planet. It's going to cost huge amount of money to do that. So, um, but it was worth the risk to us, um, just to do it worldwide because we do have people, uh, everywhere. Um, so. Hmm. Do you have to worry about language? I mean, I think about the phrase, uh, crappy wallet, and maybe that makes a lot of sense in the U S but maybe it has a completely different meaning somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I wouldn't say that we worry about it. Um, if you, if you watch some of our videos, Dave's pretty playful. Um, just, I mean, he's, he's a full on Texan. I was born in Texas. Um, although you probably wouldn't be able to tell. Um, but no, I, I think if you scroll through some of our content, we're just not really, um, we're not afraid to, to kind of be on the edge a little bit. Um, not that we're sensational, not, not that we're going for that, but I wouldn't say that we worry about it. No. It sounds like you guys are able to tie your, what you're doing back to some actual results too. You're talking about the, seeing the increase in sales and like, how long did it take to start seeing results from what you've been doing with content marketing? Um, I guess it, it depends. I guess it depends what you mean. Um, in terms of growth, um, you know, each channel is completely different. Um, and I, th- I, I think that's where a lot of content marketers can kind of fumble a little bit is they want to, they want to post the exact same thing, uh, on four or five different channels. Um, and so, you know, early on, it was a lot of doing our homework and watching the numbers really closely and seeing, okay, we're posting this time of day. We're posting an image that is this ratio. We're using this much text. Um, and I guess all of those are, are background to just creating great content, mm-hmm. creating content that, that people really do want to engage with because it really is fun. Um, and, and so um, just, just watching that slowly, it, it was probably... It was probably about, uh, I want to say, three or four months into each platform before we really started to gain traction. Um, of course, you get that first bump in followers when you announce, hey, we're on Pinterest. Hey, we're on Instagram. Um, but to actually build um, a community there uh, was, yeah, takes some time. And you just got to be committed, I guess, and, and do it day in, day out. And Yeah. Cool. And it sounds like you guys do a great job of balancing producing great content and just being really genuine and interacting with people and also being really data driven, it sounds like, which is a cool side of things that I'd never seen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, Dave's all about all about the data. <laughs> we gotta, he, he wants us to have fun. Um, and, and my boss wants me to have fun. Um, but you know, just like anybody else, the reason, um, <clears throat> the reason I have a job and the reason I'm doing social media is because social media produces results and it brings in cash. Uh, and absolutely need to be showing that. 
Great. And uh, you're talking earlier about how you used to work in customer service. Is there a lot of overlap between what you guys do and the customer service guys? Like I see a lot of people responding to uh, questions and customer service issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we have we have a guy. Uh, we have Sid. Um, he's doing our engagement for Saddleback. Um, we have some ladies doing Love Forty One, uh, which is our sister company. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there is some overlap there. So they're checking in the morning, they're checking in the afternoon, and then they're kind of just doing uh, phone and email in between. Um, so th- yeah, there's definitely there, there's overlap there, um, and and absolutely would uh, would recommend putting customer service people. Uh, in a position to engage on social because they, especially if they're highly skilled, if they're good at customer service, they already have the empathy that's required um, to do that job really well. And Sid does a fantastic job. Yeah. I've always felt like you guys do a great job with uh, customer service. It seems like that you take a no nonsense approach to just like immediately solving problems rather than having people jump through all these unnecessary hoops. And like, what would you say is the key to Saddleback being able to handle customer service so effectively like that? Um, I think it'd be that word that I mentioned, um, empathy, <laughs> um, empathy really is the key of like, uh, I would say we try to handle everything on social if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's a lot of back and forth or, you know, if there's personal info that needs to be exchanged, um, we'll take it to email. Um, or sometimes we'll just call them and DM on, on Twitter and just say, Hey, what's your phone number? Cause awesome. obviously something's funky here. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I used to be in customer service myself. And so um, it, it really is a subject I'm passionate about. Um, and, and again, it's it's back to brand sentiment. Um, and it's back to the lurkers who are watching. Um, and, and we want to, you know, you can. And when it comes to trolls, like we want to talk about trolls for a minute. Like you can yeah. transform that like that nasty public photo of how you let them down um, into a triumph by responding really quick and going over the top, uh, like, Hey, thanks for talking to me. Um, wait, your new, your new bag, whatever is already in the mail. And uh, you should have that, that label to send us the other one in your inbox already. And so I'm so sorry for the trouble da, 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 da. especially, you know, whatever it is about human nature, whenever there's a, it's kind of like a, a car wreck, right? Um, mm-hmm. everybody's got a tab open and watching that and refreshing the page <laughs> to see what's going to happen next. Um, and that's, I mean, some people panic when that happens, but I see opportunity every time. Um, I mean, uh, of course there's some things that could, th- that would be really difficult to turn around, but in most cases it's a, it's a really good opportunity to, to, to shine. Uh, so yeah, that's great. Sounds like Dave gives you guys a lot of, uh, opportunity to just kind of fix things as you see them rather than necessarily following like a strict system where you have to kind of just work through it in a certain way. 
Yeah. And I mean, we do, we do have protocols in place and, um, guidelines and all that kind of stuff, but they're, you know, we trust our people. Um, and when you've had someone around for a while and they're just, they're proven, I mean, just trust them with the situation, get somebody else on board if, if you need help, but these guys do well. They're trustworthy. If you had to attribute Saddleback's content marketing success to three things, what would they be? I think self-awareness is is important. Um, so actually paying attention to what's working and what isn't what isn't working. Um, so listening to our followers and actually letting them steer the ship a little bit um, and get us their feedback. Um, so so that's that's one. Uh, and just just knowing what kind of mark we're making in the space and kind of like what I said before about posting the same thing, several channels, um, you need to understand who you are and how people view you. Um, I think is, is real important. It's been important for us. Um, mm-hmm. I think taking risks is a big one, um, which is true. I think with any facet of life, um, one of my favorite authors says safe is risky. Uh, you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, and, and most content marketers kind of don't really take risks um, (laughs) because they're scary. Uh, But we kind of like to live kind of like what I was saying earlier. uh, We kind of like to walk that that edge a little bit, not to be sensational, uh, but just to be remarkable in the most literal sense. Somebody's actually going to comment on that. Um, It it is going to stir the the pot. Like, Like I'll give you an example. Last week we asked just curious. And then we had a bunch of radio buttons Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, oh, yeah, Bernie Sanders. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the top comment was actually it had 50 likes or so. It said, wow, you guys are really brave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, of course, it's a risk. And I went over it with my boss and I'm saying, OK, this is risky. But what are they going to say? How dare you ask us this question? Um, it's a controversial question. It's going to get us tons of engagement, which is especially important on Facebook, uh, getting that edge rank up. And so uh, it went really well. Um, I don't I don't remember how many impressions we got on that one, but it was one of the bigger posts of the week. It was risky, uh, but it was totally worth it. Yeah. And it seems like you guys have a great community, too, and that like that didn't just turn into a huge flame war. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's I mean, if I could go back to the broken window thing again, um, one thing we noticed was a huge uh, turn in how many trolls were showing up um, to cause trouble uh, when when John and I came on. And um, and that wasn't that wasn't Dave's fault. That wasn't anybody's fault. It was just we didn't have anybody in there um, that was able to engage often enough to be visible. And so, uh, when you have a, when you have an account that's, you know, just post goes up and people get to make fun of it and everybody can see that, um, it's not being taken care of, uh, well then you get more, you get more negative feedback. And so there was a huge, when we started engaging, um, as much as we are now, we really don't see much of it at all. Um, we, we track negative comments and they're just, we just hardly see them anymore. I mean, it might be a, Hey, this was supposed to get here yesterday or my bag has a loose stitch. Um, but nothing in comparison to what we used to have. Great. So, um, and then I think, so that was two, that was self-awareness and, and taking risks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the last one would just be fun. Uh, we just like to have fun uh, and it's worked out really well for us just being actually social <laughs> uh, with people and just, just being silly, telling dad jokes. I mean, just ridiculous. <laughs> um, in fact, there's a, there's an account uh, that, that I follow. They're not as active anymore, but you can go check them out. Uh, they're bet fair poker on Twitter. Um, and they've never actually posted anything about poker. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's actually their strategy. Uh, the guy's actually just really funny and tells ridiculous stories. And I think they have a hundred thousand followers. Um, and they get plenty of traffic to their site through that guy. Um, so fun's a big one. Yeah, that's awesome. I also had a question about, do you guys see a lot of traffic to older posts and content? And, uh, do you take any steps to update or optimize that? like for a uh, blog posts or videos or anything? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, when it comes to videos, uh, we do, um, we're, we're not scrolling, you know, uh, for, for someone like Saddleback who has probably a hundred plus, maybe 150 videos. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, no, we're not going back to check all of them. Um, but we definitely have, we have videos that have been winners in the past uh, that we continually go back to, to check on. So there's one where I think one of the most popular ones was, or maybe the third most popular uh, was one where Dave sets up his Hannibal tent on top of his Land Rover. Um, And that was one, you know, that was, that was back when I think Dave was just doing it himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet it, it it continues to be uh, a really popular video. Um, So Absolutely. We, we've got that one. We had another one where, where Dave was in Morocco and he's, uh, he's videoing this guy who's carving a necklace using his toe. And then like this, I don't know, it was like a bow with a, I don't know, I can't really explain it, but, but he's carving this thing by hand. Super interesting to watch. Um, that one. And then, um, the, how to knock off a bag, uh, was probably our, or definitely is our most popular video. So to answer your question, yes, going back to those, uh, maybe adding a different call to action at the end, uh, and, and reposting that thing, uh, especially on places like Facebook. Um, I've got to say Facebook is, um, man, they're doing video right uh and in terms of of advertising um we've seen really really great results on facebook even when we're reposting the same stuff over and over yeah i'm not surprised to hear that that was the that the uh video on how to knock off a bag is the most popular like it you you were saying earlier taking risks and is really important and that was kind of a risky thing to do wasn't it to say you know here's how Here's how you can you people that are, you know, knocking off our stuff. Here's mm-hmm. how you could produce something better. And I guess mm-hmm. you're not so worried about the people who are counterfeiting the bags. They're not going to go and produce, you know, really high quality, expensive stuff. But there's probably right. competition out there who is interested in learning all these secrets. Oh, yeah, sure. But, but I think the whole point was they're not going to, cause it's so expensive. <laughs> it's too expensive. And, and you know what, there are other high quality bag companies out there and we know who they are and they're doing great work. They're probably not interested in what we're doing cause they already have their own. I mean, we're just kind of our own style. Somebody who carries a saddleback bag is uh, different to, to other brands for sure. 
but yeah, that, that was a, that one. If you've watched that one and anybody who's listening, uh, you should Google that and go watch it. Um, there are, it's, it's very informative, very funny. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, if you want to go check it out, how to knock off a bag. <laughs> yeah. I love that video. All right, Keenan. Well, thank you for joining us today. Where can people oh, yeah. follow you? You can follow me on Twitter as one place I'm on. So I'm Mountain Beard on Twitter. Um, and then another platform that I'm actually, um, that I'm far more excited about uh, is Snapchat. Um, again, Gary V fan, can't really get away from it. Um, but I've been, I've been on there for about three or four weeks very, very much enjoying it. Um, and in fact, we just launched uh, Saddleback on Snapchat as well. So we're Saddleback Bags on Snapchat. And I am Keenan Irwin on Snapchat. Um, and so, it, man, just for if you want to compare the different networks, there's just nothing that even comes close to personal interaction like Snapchat does. Um, and we've just seen really, really great results, even even having just started it. Um, we're, we're having a lot of fun with that platform. Awesome. Well, it has been a lot of fun talking with you. Yeah, it's been great chatting with you guys, too. Thanks for having me on. You've been listening to the Fresh Thoughts podcast from Thought Labs. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you consume your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Thought Labs. And thanks for listening.